It's time to take a look around the NFL with our weekly visit from John McClain here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And we are back here at the Phoenix Convention Center. It's Radio Row, Super Bowl 57, the Eagles in Kansas City, of course, on Sunday. But we're here to preview. We're excited about it. Demon Cotton, your boy Q, Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. And right now, pleased to have on the phone line is John McClain from GalleriesSports.com and Sports Radio 610 in Houston. And, John, I do appreciate your time as always, my man. This is Demon's first opportunity to be here on Radio Row, or now it's called the Media Center. Do you remember what your first experience on Radio Row or this Media Center was? was like when when i was at um when i was they didn't call it radio row initially and there were only like two three stations but when others saw access that those stations were getting it got bigger and then it became known as radio row and it just got to be one of the biggest things in the country radio row to me and i'm writing right now my greatest memories columns, my 10 greatest memories columns, and the first one is about Radio Row, and uh, it'll be posted on gallerysports.com this afternoon, but as it grew, it became a phenomenon, and then you started seeing companies go, aha, we can hire former players, coaches, famous athletes, celebrities to promote products on Radio Row, and then it got to be, to me, just... um, it got to be a zoo, and I think it's fascinating. Most don't stay there for the game. They leave on Friday watching everybody get set up and watching them leave on Friday to go home to watch the game. I think it's fascinating. And I remember I've, I've been there when they brought up Adam Sandler and Chris Rock were promoting a movie that I was in, The Longest Yard, and they yeah. came and they promoted Grown Ups and run-ups, two, five, ten, however many there were, and I love that. And and i got to tell you, this is the lead on my column. The first one was one year, it was about five years ago, a friend of mine, an insurance guy from Houston who goes every year, called me and he said, hey, i got a possible guest for one of your radio stations. And I had, at the time, I was doing eight national shows in Houston. And I said, okay, who is it? He said, would you be interested in having the, the, the Navy SEAL who killed bin Laden on? And I wow. said, what? He said, would you be interested in having the leader of SEAL Team 6 who shot bin Laden on? I said, well, how did he? He said, well, he's here. He's a friend of mine. He's with me. and He's got a book coming out. I said, well, let me check. So I went over to Sports Radio 610 here, and they said, sure. So Rob O'Neill went there, then he went on the Nashville show, then Rose started to spread that John McClain had a Navy SEAL who killed Bin Laden, and I was besieged by all these producers. Will you get him on our station? Get him on <laughs> our station. He was a tremendous guest, as you can imagine, but I'm pretty sure that was the most unique guest who's ever been on Radio Row, and I'll never forget it. That is awesome. Again, John McClain is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. And, John, you're always opening doors, man. Every time we talk, you're opening up a door. It's funny. We were just looking at Carrot Top. He was here uh, talking to our uh, our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas. And so uh, he's here. There's so many different people here. Uh, and, and that's and, and it's just going back to what you're saying, how much it's grown and how much it started out. It was very small, and now it's so it's, so, it's mammoth. Well, I'll tell you another one you should come to. So uh, I remember – at the combine in Indianapolis, one day there's a 
I think it was uh, NFL radio showed up, and they're outside uh, the media room. And then local stations came over there. And then ESPN came over there. Now they have probably 20 to 30 stations, nothing like the Super Bowl, but they still have a mini radio row at the combine, and I think it's great, too. And because it's the most important time of the offseason leading up to the draft, more and more people come, and we can't get enough information. So see if you can get DeMond to come to Indy, and I can meet him. But uh, And then, of course, I'm coming to Vegas for the first round of the NCAA tournament, and I expect you to take DeMond and I out to dinner. Absolutely. You know you guys are going to get the finest steakhouse. Whatever you guys want, you know, I'll make sure that that happens. Yeah, but I'm, I mean you pay, too. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know I was paying. I thought I, all I had to do was suggest where we were going. <laughs> John McClain is our guest for GallerySports.com, Sports Radio 610, here on Raider Nation Radio 920. My man, demond has got one for you. All right, John, as Q mentioned, this is my first radio row, so you're the grizzled veteran. I've got to ask you a couple of questions, maybe get a little bit of advice if you can give it to me. When it comes to trying to ease your way or work your way into that interview, what are those magic words to get that guest that maybe it's a little hard to get? Please and thank you. And <laughs> I was amazing made the they have PR people handling them. And they want people based on the size of their station. You guys are the best station in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I don't what care what they say about LA. And those people have all the power. And those are the ones you have to hit up unless you know the players yourselves. It used to drive those PR people crazy. When I'd see a player like a Hall of Famer I knew would go over and ask him if he'd come on my stations, and he'd say, sure. And then the people say, well, wait a minute. We've got this schedule. You're not <laughs> on it. And they'd say, well, make, make, make room for him. And so I always thank them profusely. I've got their email address and sent to the PR person an email thank you because I wanted them to remember my stations the next year. All right, and something that Q also mentions that you have so many guests on, you forget to talk about the actual game. So I'm not going to forget about it just yet. I want to get your thoughts on this Super Bowl between the Eagles and the Chiefs. Who do you like? What do you think about the storylines heading in? Tell me all of your thoughts about the Super Bowl. Demond, I've been picking the Eagles since before the playoffs started because I think they're the most balanced team. You know, we don't often get the two teams that uh, had home field advantage and first-round buys, and that's one of the reasons I like this one. I think it's Jalen Hurts have been healthy. They would have lost only one game and gone 16-1 and one in regular season. they got a really good running game, much better than Kansas City's. they got a good passing game, not as good as the Chiefs, of course. They have the best combination of offensive and defensive lines in the NFL. Their pass rush is the best I've seen since the 85 and 86 Bears. That 85 Bears team is the most dominant Super Bowl team I've ever seen in his blowout of New England. And the fact that uh, they've got two great receivers opens up the running game. Chiefs have a great offensive line, too. It's a really good defensive line. I tell people it sounds like a cliche. And I don't say this. Most of the times I say it's the quarterback who plays best, teams that commit the fewest turnovers. I'm saying in this game it's who, which team is the best in the trenches. That means their offensive and defensive lines do the best, and it's going to be a great 
battle if you are an aficionado of line play, and I think uh, Philadelphia will win. You know, John, I want to continue to talk about Philadelphia and Howie Roseman in particular. I was just looking at something that kind of blew my mind, that 10 out of the 11 starters for the Eagles were all drafted by the Eagles. I mean, that's a lot of great drafting that Howie Roseman did in that uh, front office for Philadelphia. What do you think about that? He has, but he also has signed some tremendous free agents and made trades, you mm-hmm. know, like A.J. Brown. You know, he made yeah. that trade with the Titans, which decimated the Titans' offense, and they gave him a new contract. $25 million. They're lucky Jalen Hurts is on his rookie contract. and then uh, But they added some veteran players like Hassan Reddick. I'm mm-hmm. trying to think, you know, how did he leave Carolina? How did he leave Arizona? The guy's got 18 sacks. He's a tremendous pass rusher, and they got pass rushers across the board. I saw a stat this week. 74% of their league-leading 79 sacks counting the playoffs have come with a four-man rush. That wow. means they're dropping seven players and getting after Patrick Mahomes, who is not 100% with his mobility because of the ankle sprain. And so when they do that, you know, he's going to have to get rid of the ball quick, make quick decisions, and it still may not be good enough because all the seven players are going to be dropping into coverage. Now, another thing I saw this week is the Chiefs are the best offensive line in the league when it comes to uh, time that Mahomes has to throw, and uh, so it's it should be a great game, a close game, an exciting game, and I can't wait. Something else that I want to ask you about, Patrick Mahomes, we know if he wins this, he gets another Super Bowl win, but even if he doesn't, what do you think about, not legacy or ranking him all time, but just from what you've seen from Patrick Mahomes so far, how good is he? He's the, he's the best quarterback in the NFL. I remember people were saying, well, if Joe Burrow won the game over the Chiefs, he'd be. And I said, no, Burrow hadn't won an MVP. He hadn't been a Super Bowl MVP. He hadn't won a Super Bowl ring. And the thing about Mahomes, his play, his teammates come and go. Running backs come and go. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is still there, but injuries have made him almost an afterthought. Isaiah Pacheco, Derek Kent, those guys, have, they incorporated in that offense. You know, you lose Tyreek Hill. Nico Hardman's now out. It doesn't matter who's in there. They When they lost, uh, and the pass rush was terrible to the Buccaneers, Andy Reid redid the line, but he can play with anybody. And I think today, if you were starting a team and you could have any player in the league, everybody with a lick of sense is going to take Mahomes. There's no doubt about that. Absolutely no doubt about that. The dude is fantastic, and everyone's trying to look for their next Patrick Mahomes. Well, John, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. I definitely appreciate you. GallerySports.com, what do you got coming out on it? I've got uh, Super Bowl stories. I've got a column with Donnie Anderson, a running back who played on the first two Super Bowl champions when it was called the AFL-NFL World Championship game, talking about memories of Vince Lombardi in those games, and i got a prediction column later in the week. And i tell you something interesting. If the Chiefs win, you've got the State Farm pitch man winning in State Farm Stadium, and you know Jake and State Farm will be all over it. Absolutely. <laughs> you know that. You know that's like right. Well, John, fantastic stuff, man. Thanks so much for your time. I do appreciate you. Enjoy the Super Bowl, and we'll see you in March. I look forward to it, Q and DeMond. Thank you. Enjoy the weekend. 
There he goes. That's the great John McClain right there. GallerySports.com, Sports Radio 610 in Houston. Been rocking with me for a long time. Definitely appreciate uh, him each and every time he joins the show. And he does join the show each and every Tuesday, usually at 3 o'clock. But uh, today we had to move things around because, well, that's what you do when you're on Radio Row. You move things around. We still have Laura Oakman. She's coming up at 4.30. She'll join the show uh, to talk about everything she's got going on. Longtime sideline reporter. She's in town with Westwood One. She'll be on the sidelines for uh, the Super Bowl. Also uh, galvanized. And what's galvanized? Well, we'll talk about it at 4.30 with Laura Oakman. That conversation is coming up. But we can get to a couple calls and texts. We haven't heard from you today, Raider Nation. What's on your mind? Are you feeling the coverage from uh, Radio Row so far through two days? Let us know about it. 702-365-9200. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Thanks to Subaru of Las Vegas on Rainbow in the 215. We're here the Phoenix Convention Center, Radio Row, Media Center, whatever you want to call it. We're preparing for Super Bowl 57. This is just day two here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. Demon Cotton, your boy Q, and join now here at our desk. And we will take some calls and, and get to some texts as well, 702-365-9200. But... One thing I know about coming to Radio Row is that it's always a, 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 it's a, it's like a family reunion. And part of my family, longtime family, is my man Kevin Simon. He's out in East Texas, or AKA Beast Texas. What's there up, Kevin Simon? Hey, yes, I, I used to say this is kind of like a family reunion. I said the same thing on our show. Yeah. You know, every year we get together, <laughs> it's like a family reunion, man. Good to see y'all. Man, it's been a minute. We've been rocking together for a long time. Long man. time, having too, probably too much fun. But we, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's part of it, though, That's right? part of it, man. This is why we like to come down here. Yeah. Right, right. And, I mean, I mean, you cover the teams all, all year long. You guys are covering the Cowboys. Absolutely. You know, we do the so, Cowboys. Right. So you do it all year long, and then all of a sudden it's like the grand finale is here, Radio Row. And you got you got to enjoy it, right? You go yeah. do your work, get your work in, and then after that, we gonna have a good time. Yeah, and look, you, you, <laughs> hey, tomorrow you can hear it in Kevin's voice, right? He got yeah. that old school, like I'm gonna have that old, old school, I'm gonna have that old school player fun, man. Like I'm about to go out. This is what Tyreek Hill was talking about when he called you old school the <laughs> yeah, other day. Yeah, it's that real old school, yeah. real old school, right here. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what it is. So, what have you thought of the first couple of days, and, and you know, what do you think about Phoenix? Yeah, Phoenix was lovely, of course, about 69 degrees and sunny today. And, I mean, cold even it ain't even cold here. It's about 43. Didn't feel like it this morning when we got out. Yeah, so, Phoenix yeah. was fun. It's nice. You know, last time we were here, we were down in Tempe. They had us located in Tempe. Okay. But downtown is so much better. Everything's convenient. I mean, for a big city, it's a quiet downtown. Mm-hmm. You know, for a big city now, you know, at night times they got a pretty good uh, nightlife. But uh, for a big city, it's quiet, man. But yeah, enjoying it all of you know all, everything that's going on in Phoenix so far. Of course, Monday is a little bit slow. Tuesday picks up a little yeah. bit more. I think by Thursday, everything is full speed. Go ahead. So that's what I'm looking forward to. All right. So you looking forward to the party tonight more uh-huh. or some of the guests that you're getting on? Because I can hear it in your voice no. like you say it. It's always I'm, the party. It's always the party. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I live for. Q knows this, man. Yeah, we, yeah. I'm always mapping out these parties. Me and Q in Atlanta, we, I mean, we shut it down pretty much. <laughs> no, we did. We did. And, and at, the, at the media party, no joke, they yeah. have this big old Atlanta sign, yeah. right? And so we were there. It was where do we? Where was it? The museum or where was it? We were walking. Yeah, around? it was the aquarium. It was the aquarium. We're yeah. walking around the. And I know it sounds as you're laughing. It sounds like oh, what are we gonna do at the aquarium? Man. It's awesome. It's all, awesome. The, the place is great. But they have it uh, like ATL. They have it all written out in words and it's like really cool in letters and big old block letters. 
So I'm standing there with my little beverage in my hand and everything, yeah. and it was cold, so I had my puff jacket on. Yep. Me and Kim Simon took some pictures. I was like, man, we look like an old-school R&B group. And that's exactly <laughs> what we look like. <laughs> when you was talking about how you shut it down, shut it and, down. Then I thought you were, and we took a sign. I thought it was going to be you were talking about the ATL letters yeah. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I no. had to show you those pictures when we get off. I still got them. <laughs> Look like an old school R&B group, man. We had a, we had a good time. But yes, that's, sir. That's, that's part of it. So have you, deep, have you done any deep diving into this game yet? How about that? Yeah, pretty much, man. I'm kind of leaning with Philadelphia so far, even though okay. Patrick Mahomes is from our area. Wait a minute. Yeah, Pat's from our area, of course. Say, uh, yeah, he is. But Philly's so good, man, on both sides of the ball. They're good up front. Yeah. And nobody gets after the quarterback like the Eagles, 70 sacks on the regular season. If Pat Mahomes is hobbled like he has been, again, yeah. with that high echo sprain, it's going to be a long day for Pat. Now, Pat is a, you know, he's the equalizer. He can make, you know, he can even things out, even as the other team is better than they are, which I think the Eagles have a slight edge. Again, they're just a complete team. But anytime you got Patrick Mahomes, he's going to give you fits. Let me just tell you, man, Kevin Simons, uh, his, his radio stations, like, broadcast from Patrick Mahomes' front yard. Yeah, and he just right went against, there. He just went I know. against him. Yeah, they, they they won't hear this back. Then. Would they? <laughs> you know, we big time. We big time. They, we, hey, man, we get calls from the north. From the, yeah, we do. From the south. We got Tim in Texas. And yeah, just right, the country as it gets. I mean, hey, come on now. All right, then. I might need to change my pick then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So something I got to ask you about, he said basically in Patrick Mahomes' front yard. Yeah. All right, Pat Mahomes Sr., he was smoking on that Joe Burrow pack. But when people, do they not know him? Like, is that just him 24-7 because he is so authentic? Yeah, somebody put that on Twitter, and I said, man, that's just him. I've actually hung out with Pat Mahomes' dad. All right, yeah, we've hung out at yeah. the bar yeah. several times, a couple of times. I hung out at, uh, at a media party yeah. a couple of years back. So, yeah, now he, that's just him, and he always looks like that. I mean, he always <laughs> looks like he's been doing a little extra. But he's just cool <laughs> like that, laid back, and just a fun guy, man. I, I, I love him, but now nah, he, he always is just kind of in that mode. You know, but Pat, Patrick, you know, he, he's just a phenomenal quarterback, obviously, but just a phenomenal athlete. He can do anything. Yeah, there's so much he can do, man. There's no quarterback like him. He can throw the football from di- different arm slots and angles and outside the pocket, man. He can kill you. So, I mean, the only way you're going to have a shot against him is to keep him in the pocket, which is difficult to do. I mean, you see what he did the other day, right. even on that high ankle sprain, bounced out against the Bengals and got the first down and then tagged on the 15-yard penalty, yeah. game over. Right. You know, to make the decision to run on, on that high ankle sprain is big in the first place, but to get the first down and then move the chains and basically win the game that tells you a lot about Mahomes. well before we let you go i gotta ask i know it's only tuesday tuesday's just getting wrapped up we're starting to see it thin out a little bit here at the convention center who's been the best guest so far yeah so far man let's see we we always have a that's a good question because it's just kind of yeah it's just kind of it's just kind (laughs) of it's just kind of ramping up right now i'm trying to think who we had man let me think i gotta think on that one because uh I don't know who's best. Man, how I, how I get you on the, on you the radio for 10 me. minutes and yeah, stump you? You stumped me because we've had, we've had, you know, only a handful of guests so far. Uh, but they've all been good guests. Right. And so it's kind of hard to pick who was the best so far. Still early on. We hope for a Tuesday or a good guest? Yeah, for a Tuesday. There, see, uh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's going, like I said, it's going to ramp up. 
But, uh, yeah, for Tuesday, you know, you, you, it ain't a whole lot happening. But I don't right. want to downplay anybody because we appreciate them coming oh, yeah. on. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying. Absolutely. I mean, no, and it's, it's, you know, on top of that, whoever we get as a guest is fantastic. Just Absolutely. Just happy to get anyway, them on. Right? Yeah. So, okay. Well, well okay, what's the, what's the best anticipated guest? Man, you you asking some tough questions. This is what I do. Light and fun, you light and fun. Well, <laughs> we got we got Chris Broussard, who may not sound like a big guest, but with the Kyrie signing yeah, with the Mavericks, yeah, yeah. that's big for us. So right. we're, we're we're really looking forward to having him on. Yeah. Uh, anybody, anytime we get a cowboy on, we going you know that's gonna be good for us. I think they got only gonna have a you know a Darren Woodson. I think is gonna okay. be over here, huh. and you know he's he border- be a HOF-er. Yeah, borderline. So we're yeah. gonna find out. Probably yeah. talk to yeah. him. He felt pretty good about it last year. We talked. Him. I don't know if he gets in or not, but he's borderline. So, looking forward to talking to him. Anytime we get a cowboy on, that's kind of what, kind of what we well, do. Well, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's what I was telling him. Uh, as Smokey is around here, I think he just walked out of here. He used to always tell us that we had to get bangers, right? The HOFers, the gold <laughs> jackets, and so uh, yeah, yeah, Dar- absolutely. Darren Woodson is close to a banger. I got one Cowboys yeah. question. Is Kellen Moore the scapegoat? Why are they getting rid of him? I really don't think that he was the problem, but like somebody's got to go Kellen Moore. Yeah, I think part of it is because Dak really struggled this year. He threw you know, more interceptions than anybody right. and missed five games. So they got to put it on somebody, and Dak really struggled. I mean, he had, he's able to put up some numbers. I think Kellen Moore did a pretty good job. I think he's probably the scapegoat. Uh, because somebody, run the damn ball enough. yeah, he didn't run. The, and listen, that was part of what McCarthy said early in the season. He yeah. told him, you, and anytime your head coach is publicly telling you you got to run the football more, you're probably on your way out. <laughs> and so, because they're not going to do it publicly if if you're not. And so, you can kind of see it coming. And people have kind of, you know, kind of iffy and, and wishy washy on Kellen Moore anyway. So. I think the way Dak's season went with the 17 interceptions in the regular season, again, he missed five games and threw 17. Somebody's going to pay the price for it. No doubt, no doubt. Well, K. Simon, man, I appreciate you. I know your boy Foss is around here somewhere. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so you know there's some trouble. Trouble is lurking when Foss is around. We'll have him on the show some point this week as well because you know how he gets down. Uh, he finds a way to get on everybody's show. I yeah. don't even know what Foss really does, but we know that we could. Nothing. Be- you know what Foss does. <laughs> <laughs> Snap. Damn. He had the answer for that one. Yeah, he sure yeah, did. Yeah, I got you. That was you a didn't quick stomp answer. me on that one. That was a quick answer. All right. Well, Kevin, thanks so much. Man, I'm man. glad y'all had me on. This was fun. Hey, man, we'll see you at the media see party you then, tonight, man. Looking brother. forward I appreciate to it. You, All right. Man. Kevin Simon, there he goes. East Texas finest here with us on Radio Nation Radio 920, holding it down. Coming up next, Laura Oakman. She's from Fox. She's actually from Westwood One as well. She's going to be doing sidelines and galvanize. What does galvanize mean? You find out next. It's Red Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Thanks to Subaru of Las Vegas on Rainbow in the 215. Had a very excited show so far. Still got time to go. We started things off Amber Theo Harris from Sirius XM Radio, Silver and Black Show. She kicked off the whole show at 2 o'clock, followed up by Solomon Wilcox, former NFL safety term broadcaster. A lot of good stuff with him. Talked to Eddie Pascal. Talked to Marcus Padilla from Raiders.com. Kirk Morrison, former Raiders linebacker, NFL linebacker, Sirius XM, ESPN. He wears many different hats. He joined us. Heard the conversation I had with Rich Gannon from uh, Monday over at the Raiders booth on Raiders.com. That's actually part of the Raider roundtable with myself and JT the Brick. Anthony Munoz was a part of that show. Rich Gannon was a part of that show. Uh, if you did not get to hear it yet or see it on the YouTube page, you can check that out coming up at 5 o'clock right here 
on Radio Nation Radio 920. So Rich Gannon was at 3.30. Then we heard from Andrew Sandejo, former NFL safety. Uh, really, I think he really carved out the biggest role for himself when he was a member of the Minnesota Vikings. He was a hell of a safety back there in the back end of that Vikings defense. John McClain, GalleriesSports.com, Sports Radio 610, joined the show and uh, talked all things NFL and just talked about Super Bowl Radio Row and how it's grown since he started covering the the Super Bowl and started coming to these things and now it's a monster. It used to literally be called Radio Row. I've been calling it Radio Row for the first two days and it's not really Radio Row anymore. It's Media Center because there's so many different medias. There's podcasts, there's you know, there's TV, there's just all kind of different elements to the game that are here right now, which is great. It's great to see it grow, and everyone sees that they can get a piece of the pie, right, and, and, and get this kind of access to players and former players and all that good stuff. So uh, John McClain joined us at 4 o'clock. Now want to jump into a conversation that I had earlier today uh, with Laura Oakman, Fox Sports Sidelines, uh, Westwood One, galvanized fantastic conversation we were going to talk about the super bowl we were going to talk about everything she's doing as a sideline reporter and i say it all the time anyone who's listened to me for a minute knows that that's probably my favorite job and the one that if, whenever people ask q what's next what do you want to do next sideline reporting it would always be the the one i want to do i want to do the sideline reporting did it in high school for high school football did it for college football and would love that opportunity to do it in the nfl but laura's been doing it for a very long time Thought I was going to get into that kind of conversation as well, but we jumped into the galvanized part of the conversation, and we rode with the galvanized conversation. Here's that conversation from earlier today. We're back here on Radio Row. It's the Phoenix Convention Center, Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness, and I'm pleased to have here at the table Laura Oakman, and she's a longtime sideline reporter, does a fantastic job. She's here with Westwood One, but you're also here with Galvanize. You did some work with Galvanize, which is women's in, women in sports. So tell us about that. That's exciting. Oh, I love that you started with that. Thank you for letting me just jump right in. <laughs> um, I have been doing this a very long time, and about 10 years ago, I started seeing a lot of women get thrown into our industry very fast and very high up. And I was like, awesome, we'll take all the women we can get. Right. But I was like, oof, I would have not lasted this long if I was thrown <laughs> in like that. And so it started with me going, how can I help? And right. so I started an organization for women in sports. Started with, it took me about five months to find 20 women who would get in the conference room and just let me figure out how can I help you guys. And that was over 10 years ago, and now it's over 5,000 women. And in front of the camera, behind the camera, right. we're all over. But we're over here on Radio Row. I brought five yeah. women reporters. They're very, they're very. Did they meet you too? Yes, they're very ambitious. They're awesome. They came walking that? around. They had the camera rolling, yeah. and they just wanted to talk. To, they wanted to talk to me, and they were like, I don't even How care. We just want not? to talk just to get, get things rolling. Because think about our first experience on Radio Row, right. I'm quite a bit older than you, but it was so intimidating. Mm -hmm. And mine was almost 30 years ago. And nobody, I didn't have anyone to lean on. I didn't have anyone to go, oh, my God, are you freaking out right, right now? And right. How do I meet people? And what do I say? And how do I fit in? So I have five magnificent women who are leaning on each other. They have each other to navigate this. They have a mentor who's here right. with them, helping, hopefully showing them the ropes. And you and I would have killed for that, to be able to Absolutely. have somebody do it with a little less pressure, but still for them to understand the pressure of this room, which it's a, it's a very... It's a very it's a room that fills you with anxiousness. Yeah, it does. It does. It gets even. It doesn't really matter how much you come here. It's still you get that it's anxious feeling. Yeah, exactly. But how exciting is it for you to know that you're helping change the landscape of what we do? 
Um, I am not a mom, and so what I'll always say is it grew my mother's heart. And yes. so all of a sudden to be able to say that I have, you know, I've worked with over 5,000 women. Right. And so I wasn't a, I didn't have girlfriends when I was young. I was a guy's girl. Like yeah, most women yeah, yeah, on. yeah, right. I hung with the boys. Right, right. You're the homeboy. I was the homeboy. <laughs> and proudly. So when anyone right. would ask me about girl stuff, I'm yeah. like, I don't do that. Yeah. And so... If you would have said to me that I would have ever had an army of women right. around me of all ages, I'd be like, I don't even have any girlfriends. What do you mean? And so I'm really proud of the fact of understanding that women are awesome and magnificent. And sometimes as young girls, we'll all of a sudden get that, you know, the, the bad girls or the mean girls. Right. And that was my case. And then all of a sudden to fall in love with the women and be like, Oh my God! How did I do most of my life without yeah. great women around me? Right, right. So it's it it has grown my heart a thousand times. I love it. I love it. Again, Laura Oakman is our guest here on Radio Row, Radio Nation Radio Nine Twenty. Necessary roughness. So you know when you do see the landscape change, and we do, and and I love it. I mean, you know what we do here on Radio Nation Radio, and even ESPN Las Vegas, we are trying to make sure that. We have the voices that are trying, you know, that are, that that just Yours need the opportunity, right? Exactly for both of us, right? And it's just it feels good to feel like you're a part of that, you know, part of kind of seeing the chi- the the climate change and seeing it also be accepted because it's a big challenge. It's a huge challenge. But think about this, Q. So it's like this is always the intersection you're at and I'm at. We're talking about two black quarterbacks facing each right. other for the first time. Yeah. And so it's like you find yourself in this place of. I want to celebrate it, and I want to talk about how wonderful it is, and I want to go, are you kidding me? Right. And and that's why I'm so grateful for Patrick and Jalen right now because they're leaning into it. Yeah. Because we, we would – I you understand it, and I do too, where sometimes I'll get on – I'll get on interviews where people will start with the, like, how did you get into sports? And I'm like, oh, my God, it's 2023. Right, Stop right. asking women why we got right, into Right, right, right. And so – it's one of those where we need all these new, we, not need new voices. We need all these different voices. Right. And still, I just wish we weren't continuing to talk about it. Because, Q, you and I look around this huge room, and we're still the minority. Absolutely. There's no doubt. But we're here. We're and here. That's to be celebrated. Yep. But that's why Galvanize is so important. And everything you do to inspire and to hire and to bring in all these different voices is we just have to keep pushing, keep pushing, so there's more. Well, you'll be pleased to know, and I think that this is going to work. We have Lindsey Brown in the studio, in our home studio back in Las Vegas. Lindsey, are you there with us? I'm absolutely here. We just uh, actually brought her into the company, and she's fantastic, and Lindsay. she does all kind of great. Uh, she does great radio. She covers hockey. She co- I mean, everything, uh, football. Uh, she's fantastic. Uh, Lindsay, do you want to jump in on this conversation? Because, I mean, we're talking about you as well. Yeah, I'd absolutely love it. And uh, to, to see someone who's made such an impact on, on our side of the sports biz or at least trying to make a bigger presence, uh, it, it, it's a hard thing for me to turn down. I thought you had a great home run hitting question. <laughs> oh, my bad. I didn't realize I, I wasn't ready for that I was one, bringing you in the conversation. That transition that you went through where you're kind of that guy's girl, Laura, and and all of a sudden you kind of realize how untapped of a potential and presence that we have. What was that realization moment for you that you're like, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to go and and be that impactful person for so many people. First of all, I appreciated you didn't have a question. I appreciated that it was just appreciation. That right. she jumped in and yes, was like, oh, I just thought I was appreciating yeah. and gratitude, and I love it. It's a great question because – Lindsay, I'm really thankful that I saw these women getting thrown in when I was 40 because 
that's how all of this started. I just started seeing them get thrown in so fast and was like, ugh, like I would have drowned if that was me. But if I was younger, I would have been judgmental of the women. I would have been like, well, they couldn't handle it. Well, they didn't work as hard. But thank God I was at a motherly age where I was like, I don't want to judge them. I want to protect them. And I think that truly was my first moment of how can I help? And sometimes it seems over, so overwhelming to help change a culture, right? Whatever it is, whoever we are in sports and life. And what I'll always say is it just started with me in a journal going to this incredible place um, outside of Los Angeles called Lake Shrine. It's a meditation place. <laughs> and I went with a journal and I wrote down, how can I help? And it was a blank journal except for that question. And I left that beautiful garden a couple hours later with a notebook. And now I found it recently. I look back and it's galvanized. Right. I That's literally awesome. created it. And, yep. and I just saw the seeds. And so sometimes it seems so big to, you know, for one of us to do something, but just saying, how can I help? Right. Really changed my world from going how can i just continue to play um play a part in this and just focus on my story to how can i hopefully play a bigger role and help other people with their stories well i'll tell you this uh laura we can sit here and talk about galvanize all afternoon this really is awesome i I love it i mean i really do i I, we have our young assistant here carolina teague she's also helping us out look look i mean look I'm, I'm part of the I'm part of the process. Of the I'm, process. I'm, I'm, hey, look, we're here. We're right here with but each did other. You know she is galvanized. I absolutely do. Like, I absolutely do. Look at her. So, like, look at this incredible woman. And when I first got her, she was as myth- magnificent as she is standing there, but she didn't know she was as right. magnificent yet. Yep. So it takes you. It takes people to also bring that out and make her go, I do belong. I am kicking ass here. Exactly. But, like, you're getting this incredible woman who I saw exactly this, but she didn't see it quite yet. Right, right. So this industry does a lot to try to make us all feel small. Yep. And so it means everything to have people saying how wonderful you are. Absolutely. Well, like I said, I definitely appreciate your time. I, like I said, I can, we could do this all afternoon. This is such a fun conversation. You're fantastic. You'll also be on the sidelines for Westwood One oh, representing. Yeah. Yes, so yes, there's I also a Super Bowl that. going on. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. But but, you know, hey, this galvanized thing, I mean, I, I do. I, I take it very seriously, and I think it's important, and, and we all should take it. So thank you for what you're doing. Yeah, I'm going to need you to finish this conversation, and one day this week I'm going to need you to come over to the galvanized set so one of my magnificent women can interview you, Done. too. Let's continue the conversation. Absolutely will. Okay, I appreciate you. Thank you, Laura. Appreciate you. Thank you. There she goes, Laura Oakman. That was a fun conversation that we had earlier today. And, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of – of real important, I don't want to say barriers being broken. I, I think that feel sounds too like archaic, but uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of good movement in this industry going on right now. And Demon, you getting an opportunity to be here, me being here, and 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 doing the doing what I do and having the role and the title that I even have uh, is is not you know is not something that's heard of. I mean, it really isn't. So. Um, I mean, I, I couldn't tell you, not that I get offended, I don't really care, but I couldn't tell you how many times someone has come by, a handler who doesn't know me, and is like, oh, uh, are you the producer? And I was like, no, I'm the program director. And they're like, <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's happened to you. And also earlier when we had Amber Theo Harris on, she yeah. spoke of it where when she's heard, hey, you're the first, she's the first woman to do something or yeah. a lot that you've accomplished. You're yeah. the first African-American man to do something. And it's good to hear it. Right. But then it's almost like that, oh, right, like right. you get up. Like but I probably then you shouldn't have down. been the first. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I probably shouldn't have been the first. But, uh, no, it was it was good. And, and that conversation that uh, we had with Laura was was. It was a really good conversation. Like I told her, I could have sat there and talked to her for another 45 minutes about it just because there's so many different angles. And she's been in the industry so long 
doing sidelines and it was very challenging when she broke into it and you know even someone like her has helped someone like me and you know someone like me hopes to help someone like you and I mean it's just that's I feel like it's really our responsibility to try to open up the the, the playing field for everybody because there's so much talent whether you're a woman a man uh, African-American Mexican black, I mean it doesn't matter you know I mean, it's just it's it's just talent and passion and if you have talent and you have passion and really more passion than even talent because I can help I can help coach you up right if you have passion and a work ethic I I, I want to mess with you yeah so. it's like Solomon Wilcox how he said earlier today like just character energy effort yep. not only on the football field in the industry any industry that you work in right are you gonna do you have good character right. are you gonna give some effort do you have good energy or you know, it's just it's one of those things where all of that stuff is important, and it, no matter when it, what field that you work in, that's what matters the most. Right, it really does. So uh, I thought that, that was a real fun and important conversation. And, man, I'll tell you right now, I almost want to say, whew, what a day, right? It's been long. Uh, we've had a lot of stuff that we've uh, talked about. We've had a lot of great guests on the show today, and we have a lot more. And, and there was interviews that – that we either did or I did earlier today that we haven't even played yet, mm-hmm. right? We have some yes. in, in the bag that I'm still waiting, you know, that, that we'll play tomorrow. And, I mean, we got three more days, so uh, we'll we'll get them all played. And, and, well, I say we'll get them all played. I guarantee there will be about four or five by Friday by the time we sign off that won't get played. They just won't just because <laughs> we'll just run out of time. And I'll be like, man, I want to play that interview. I want to play that interview. And it just won't get that chance. But it's okay. We've had – a lot of good stuff on today's show. Now, something else I wanted to kind of pivot. Again, you're listening to Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big shout-out to Subaru of Las Vegas off the 215 uh, for helping us get here. But uh, you had an opportunity earlier today uh, to briefly chat with uh, Charles Woodson, right? It was, uh, they had a Fox. Uh, all the analysts from Fox were mm-hmm. up in a certain room. And I remember when we were having the meltdown on the Comrex where I thought my Comrex was broken, uh, Vernon from Fox was actually trying to get my attention. And, I didn't want nothing to do with the conversation because I thought the comrades <laughs> was jacked and I was I was so upset. Uh, only come to find out it was well, just was not plugged in. But man, the panic on my face! I was like, two years in a row, I got, I got got, <laughs> I got got two years in a row. My backpack got stolen one year, and now my comrades is broken. I was about to lose my mind, but luckily it was just it needed to be plugged in, and we weren't aware of it. And you actually found that, but you had an opportunity to, uh, you know, go up there uh, to the to the room where the Fox guys were at, and, and Charles Woodson was the main guy. Like, okay, go get a couple sound bites from him. So the first one we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll bring is the is the sound on Aaron Rodgers. It's a short one, and I don't think you asked this question, but it was someone else. But I found it to be pretty interesting because Aaron Rodgers has been such a hot topic. Uh, here on Radio Row, I mean, everyone who's anyone has asked us, all right, so Aaron Rodgers coming to Vegas. Hey, can you come over and do this interview real quick, talk about Aaron Rodgers? I mean, everyone's talking to us like it's a done deal, and we don't have any clue. <laughs> we have no clue. So earlier today, here's Charles Woodson talking about the Aaron Rodgers situation. Well, it seems like it's, you know, it's very reminiscent of Brett Favre when he left. It seems like every offseason there, uh, there was something. Um, I was just reading where Aaron's about to go on a Ford four days sabbatical or something like that, a, a wellness trip or going dark or something like that. Um, so, you know, I, I just think that it's one of those things where when you look throughout the history of the game, a lot of the greats have moved on to different teams, and I think this might be the year um, after a lot of speculation in the last couple of years that Aaron's playing for another team next year. So there you go. There's uh, Charles Woodson talking about Aaron Rodgers and kind of feeling like, he thinks that he's on his way out. And what do you think about the four-day sabbatical, the dark, the dark? <laughs> like, what does that even mean? What if I called in and was like, hey, uh, Devon, I ain't going to be around for the next four days. I'm going on a, uh, I'm going on a dark vacation. 
it's one of those this is one of those situations where me and you, a couple of brothers, Aaron Rodgers didn't grow up poor. Hey man. Life has been dark. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you ain't never had lights turned off. Um, you like, hey, because who's begging for this? Put me in the dark for four days. And he said there's only like the there's a food hole so someone can push the food through if need be. Ain't nobody signing up for that. <laughs> These are rich problems. It's it sounds like a, it's a very soothing and it's a very um, you know, like I don't know, one of those one of those outside forces type, you know, calming and uh, you know, just calm your mind, ease your mind type situations. Last off season with the DMT trips, it's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, okay. It's like, okay, I get that. You want to get a little spiritual high? That's yeah. something. Okay, maybe I don't want to get that high, but maybe, <laughs> maybe Aaron Rodgers. That I can understand. But now, now he, he's trying to weird us out too much. He's trying to take it a step further. Well, maybe he's you know trying to indicate that he wants to be a member of the Silver and Black, <laughs> going on a four day uh, Black vacation. Who who knows? I, I don't know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers, but he has been the talk of Radio Row, and he has been the talk of. Everyone here, they've been asking us what our thoughts are, and I wish I had a good answer. I really do because I, I just don't, right? And and as much as I want to talk about the Raiders building their team, it's so hard to talk about building a team until you know who the quarterback's going to be. So that's one that's one element of, of this uh, whole thing. But then also the question that you did ask Charles Woodson earlier today was about the defense and, well, what the Raiders need to do to it. Defense has got to be better, man. We need interior rush. We need we need that presence inside. Um, I feel like Max is, you know, a guy on the outside who gives relentless effort every play. But you just need somebody that can feed him to him sometime on the outside. Uh, we got to get better at our cornerback position. Got to get better at middle linebacker. Um, and, and we gotta, you know, we gotta have defenders, man, that make plays on the ball. You know, we got to get the ball back. We we don't we don't do that enough. So I feel like. You know, whatever scouting needs to do in terms of a young guy coming out of school or if there's somebody in free agency that they can get their hands on and bring into that second secondary that knows how to get the ball, not be afraid to get the ball, then that's what we got to do. See, when he said that there, I love that he still says that we, but it's also something that Once you – Once a Raider, always a Raider. <laughs> yes. And it's something it's that, you, Jack, it's a banger. that you constantly bring up is that, hey, you need that interior presence. Yep. Man, everybody who's been saying it, that we've had on basically since the Raiders season was over, they need somebody in the middle, somebody yep. to pair along with Max Crosby. And I don't know who that guy is going to be because do you find that guy in the draft? But then does that take Aaron Rodgers off the table? It's just – well, see, the thing about it is, and I talk about it all the time, the draft is more than one round, right? I, yeah. don't know, I don't know what it would take. See, this is, this is the sticking point. You don't know what it would take to acquire Aaron Rodgers. Or even if, like Amber Thea Harris said when she lead, led off the show today, if Green Bay is even willing to deal him. Mm -hmm. Like, we're all assuming that he's out, right? Green Bay could be like, hey, um, by the way, that's our quarterback. And we don't trust Jordan Love, so we're going to run it with 12. You know, I mean, like, they could do that. We're all assuming that he's on his way out, but – with Aaron Rodgers, is it safe to assume anything? It's not. <laughs> not at all. After the darkness trip announcement, it's not safe to assume Demonic anything. Over that. Come on, Q. It's, it's ridiculous. You know it is. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's just it's one of those things, man. Like, you, you have the draft. You have some free agency money. Of course, if you do go down the Aaron Rodgers, you know, road, there's going to be some draft capital that you're going to give up. You're also going to give up some, uh, some, some of your salary cap space. I mean, those are, those are givens. It's just the question is how much of both. Right, because you could build a really solid team, similar to what Howie Roseman said or did. This is what I, I keep going back to. He made trades, he made drafts, and he signed key free agents. And 
that's how you built a team. But as I said on my podcast today, 11 out of 11 starters, 10 of them were drafted. Man, that's impressive. 10 of them were drafted. The only one who wasn't is A.J. Brown, who you know very well. Yeah, and then that comes to being true when it comes to the trades. We're knowing, knowing the right teams to deal with, knowing a team where, hey, they don't want to offer that guy who's clearly top five in his position in extension, well, we will, knowing the right guys to sign. They've, they showed signs of that a little bit with Devontae Adams, knowing the guys like, hey, this is an all-pro, this is a guy we can get, we can lock in yep. on a good deal. So now it's that other part of drafting those guys. They've shown us that they can make a big splash in free agency, but can they grow that talent? And also earlier today, just kind of rounding up the news and notes when it has to do with the silver and black, uh, Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter, and others reported that the Saints and the Raiders uh, have, well, the Saints have been given permission by the Raiders, and Derek Carr has been given permission by the Raiders to talk to the Saints about a potential trade. So Vinny Bonsignor from the morning tailgate, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. on Raider Nation Radio 920. Of course, the RJ as well said, just for clarity's sake, the Raiders and Saints have agreed on compensation element of a trade for Derek Carr. That was always the requirement for any team to get permission to speak with them. So that means there is a trade that could happen. The Raiders could receive some compensation in return for Derek Carr, which I have been pretty adamant that I felt like that they were going to just have to flat out release him. But it sounds like the Saints have been willing to give up at least something. Now it's going to be in Derek Carr's camp and his camp to in his his own mind to decide if that's what he wants to do or not. So um, interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. We'll see how it all shakes out, but maybe tomorrow we're talking about a trade. Of Derek maybe. We'll break it all down. Well, we definitely appreciate Chris Chapman back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. We appreciate Subaru Las Vegas getting us here to Phoenix, Arizona for Radio Row Convention Center. We'll be here all week long. We definitely appreciate everyone t- chiming into the show and all the guests we had on the show. We'll be back tomorrow, same time. This is Rare Nation Radio 920. Have a good night.